0: It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are
1: we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh.
0: Time for the press box.
2: Here's your host, Ward Whites. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this Thirsty Thursday. Glad to have you along with us as we make our way to 2024.
3: Three days and like 12 hours left.
2: <laughs> You're counting down?
3: Well, I was driving in town today and there's a sign, like a digital sign, where it's actually, it's all 535 actually going southbound. So if anybody's going that way, look for it. And it's on the right hand side, and it it's literally counting down the seconds and the days and the hours. And I was like, "Really? Isn't that
2: cool? Like, okay, that's awesome."
3: Yeah, I'm like, "24 better be better than 23." Now wait a minute. I say that every year. Okay. I say it every year. That's fair. I didn't have a bad year. I mean, there's some people there have had really bad years. Absolutely. But I'm thinking, well, I want it to be better than 23.
2: Okay, that's fair.
3: You know, maybe I'll finally get to be a princess. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Go Mm. ahead, Aaron. Don't roll your eyes. Insane (laughs) thing. I know. (laughs) But yeah, we got three Mm. days left and yeah, 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hours. hours. Are you doing anything? Are you making New Year's resolutions? No, I don't do those. I don't either because you don't even stick to them.
2: Yeah, weekend, you say you're going to do whatever it is. The weekend, it's. Yeah. uh,
1: People think you can just. I mean, you can to some extent, but like those big changes, they're a slow process.
3: I say, have it's, a it's,
1: goal. It's habit and repetition. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to lose weight? You got to get in the habit of either working out or eating less, Do you or know, both.
3: Yes, and it takes thirty days to create a habit. Did you know that? No. It takes thirty days to create a habit. So if you're like, "Well, I'm just not going to drink milk today," okay, and you've been drinking it your whole life, mm-hmm. you have to get in the habit of not drinking it for thirty days, and then it becomes a habit. There's a little psychology for you.
2: Why would you not want to drink milk?
3: Oh, I hate milk. What? It comes out of a cow.
1: <laughs> this was the fifties I would I would report her to the House Un American Committee. <laughs> <laughs> you ma'am, I believe our communist. out of a cow. <laughs> All right,
3: this is nice. Did you see that the Smothers brother died?
1: You yes. were real famous yeah. in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. I read I saw a, it. a great book about Their career and the show that they had in the 60s, which I never seen, but apparently it was was pretty groundbreaking. It was great. And it was very, very... It was a variety show. ...cutting edge Mm -hmm. for the time, a lot Mm -hmm. of the skits that they did. The book was great. Uh, I'll have to get the exact name of it, but if you're a reader and you like The Smothers Brothers, there is a great book out there.
3: Yeah, if Cameron was sitting with us right now, he'd be like, who?
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yes, Cameron will
2: be back with us on Tuesday.
3: Oh, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, it'll be good to have you back. Bring a little
3: young blood into the room.
2: Mm-hmm. Need that. We need that.
3: Yeah, It's called Dangerously Funny,
1: The Uncensored Story of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour.
3: Okay. It's a great book. So if you don't have anything else to do, go ahead and read that.
1: Right. There you go. But, or
2: look them up on YouTube and watch some of the shows.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure
2: they're there. I know. Everything is.
3: How about those bowl games?
2: How about them last night? Oklahoma State gets the win over Texas A&M 31-23. Unfortunately for Texas A&M, they were missing a lot of their players.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not making an excuse. but They held that, in there pretty well, though. That, that hurt them. And losing their starting quarterback on play number one yeah, did they were, not help that football team. They were team. already
1: facing an uphill climb, and then they lost their quarterback right at the first of the game. First They're, play of the game. Yeah, it's a good win for Oklahoma State, but it, that was uh, – that was a skeleton crew for the Aggies. As much as I dislike them and watch, like watching them lose, mm-hmm. they didn't have much of a chance in that game. I don't
2: think they played well. They
1: did actually. They they uh, made it a lot closer than I think anyone thought it would be, including me.
2: I, I agree with that. Thirty-one twenty-three, the final score, and the Cowboys get the win. How about West Virginia just absolutely destroying North Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, thirty to ten, and did you see? We've seen we've said this all year long. West Virginia going into the season, their coach was so far on the hot seat that his britches were on fire.
3: Totally on fire.
2: Yes. And (laughs) somehow he turns this thing around for West Virginia. And
3: And look at him now.
2: Hats off to him. Exactly. That's off Brown because I, I think he did a phenomenal job. And now you look at the Big 12, and the Big 12 is now four and one in bowl games.
3: That's we, got pretty, another, we got another one tonight.
2: That's a pretty big statement. That is
3: big.
2: That's a pretty big statement for this conference that a lot of people said, yeah, that's an okay conference. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they can compete with everybody. Now, granted, some of the teams that they're playing in the bowl games, good or bad, I don't know, but they're in a bowl game.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And
1: people will forget all the minor details about who was playing and who wasn't, mm-hmm. injuries, transfers, coaches leaving and that, that sort of thing. They'll look back and they'll say, like, if the Big 12, what, do they have nine bowl teams? Mm-hmm. They've
2: got one, two, three, four more games with yeah. Big 12 mm-hmm. teams. If
1: they go nine and one or eight and two, people will be
3: talking about that. Why, I, th- I think they
1: should. Yeah, I absolutely. Think people, and absolutely,
3: you're right. I think people don't give Big 12 enough credit because if you look at the at the list right now, let's just take UT out and Oklahoma, there's some good teams on there. There's some good teams, and I just don't think people, like you just said, aren't given them enough credit
2: i, my I agree opinion i agree and i think it's now look they've had some seasons in the bowl season where they didn't they didn't produce very well that's true this year they have and they got another couple of chances tonight with kansas state taking on north carolina state that is going to be a
3: that's going to be a good game i think
2: i, I think it's going to be a really good football game and i, I also so. want to see arizona and oklahoma
3: Oklahoma, Alamo Bowl. Yeah, that, that's a late game tonight, isn't it?
2: Like that is that tonight? is a late game tonight. Yeah. Right now we are already started in our bowl trip through Thursday as SMU and Boston College are playing right now and SMU was winning. Big time and playing well. 10-19 left in the third. They're up fourteen to ten, but
3: other them. than a
2: couple of mistakes, they could be up twenty four to ten. So, we'll see how that goes. And do yeah, you like it being in Fenway Park?
1: Isn't that a baseball? Well, yeah. It's the, yeah, of the Red care Sox. I don't they play them. I think it's kind of cool I to play. I think it's it. really cool. I, I do, too. I think it's really cool to
3: play a football game at Fenway Park.
1: I do, too. I I've think never that been to
3: Fenway Park, so I couldn't tell you.
2: I just, I think looking at it and kind of watching it, you can't really tell when they've got the camera on the field, but when they do the, the out shots – and seeing football being played in a classic baseball park. That's cool. It, I like it. I like it. Whoever came up with that idea, hats off. That's a great idea.
3: Wonder if they'll run out of beers.
2: <laughs> um, no, hey, because Texas State is not there.
3: That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Boston College, their drinkers up there, they have to drink to stay warm.
2: That's the reason.
3: That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, if if you if you want to go there, you can go there. (laughs) Were you surprised last night with USC taking down Louisville 42 to 28? And how about the backup quarterback? Minus Williams Moss gets into the game and gets a chance with Caleb Williams standing on the sidelines. And he just says, you know what? I'm going to throw six (laughs) touchdown passes in his first college start. How
1: about that? Yeah, I think they may be okay when Williams graduates.
3: I think so. (laughs) You might be getting a phone call, right? (laughs) How
2: about that? The uh, backup quarterback comes in and and plays very well. And I want to ask the question, does that take some pressure off Lincoln Riley? Because make no mistake about it, he was feeling some pressure going into this game. And it was something that they needed to win in a big time way. Because he goes in and loses this bowl game, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, because he they had a disappointing season. They were mm-hmm. supposed to. They be, were
2: supposed to be a playoff team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Should have won the Big Twelve and been in the uh, Big Twelve. Should have won the Pac Twelve <laughs> and been in the playoffs. It's confusing now since most of those schools are in I the know. Big Twelve.
3: I know, right? But
1: yeah, I mean, they should have. They should have won the Pac Twelve and been in the playoffs. This wasn't. This was a good year for the the Pac Twelve. As far as parity and most of the teams being pretty good, it wasn't a really top-heavy year for them. No, Utah, USC, and org. I, I guess with Oregon and Washington, it may have been a little top-heavy now that I think about it. But they, with the talent they had and the recruits that they had, and with Caleb Williams coming off a of Heisman year, should have been competing with Oregon and Washington. For that college football playoff spot, and they weren't, not even close.
2: No, they weren't. And you still have to look at the Pac-12 as it's almost sad that they were one of the top conferences in college football this year, and it's going away. I mean, it's it's going to be dismantled, no it's doubt kinda about sad, it. It's kind of sad, actually. It is kind of sad. It's yeah, the,
3: sad, uh, actually.
1: The
2: uh... In the Pac-12 after dark, I'm going to miss that.
1: It's going to be the Big 12 after dark. It could be. I think that Probably. Somebody will play in that window, and I think the Big 12 will be the, probably the most willing. But, you know, the the uh, the Big 10 can do it too with some of their games. Some you of their know, games They're not going to want to put the great games in that no, window. But
2: the big games will be in primetime. Right,
1: but if, like, USC versus, I don't know who's a bad Big 10, Rutgers. Yeah. That could be a, a late window game for the Big 10. Mm-hmm. Could be. But I think I think the uh, Big Twelve will fill a lot of those spots slots with BYU and the new teams. Hmm.
2: They could, but I I won't I won't enjoy that as much because then I'll have to stay up and watch them.
1: <laughs> well, you know that's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Before it was by choice. Now right. you have to. <laughs> yeah, you, could, now, you could decide
1: whether you wanted to watch Washington <laughs> State and Oregon that's State. That's right. That was that was a choice. Right. Now, <laughs> now when Arizona and Colorado play at nine o'clock, you gotta stay up. You gotta stay up and watch
3: it. Because <laughs> it's drinks a big coffee. twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
2: <laughs> uh, how about Florida State saying if they're the only team left in college football that's undefeated after their bowl game, they should be the national champions. Come on, man. I yeah. get it. You got hosed. You can say that. That's fine. But don't don't give me this. Don't give me this one imaginary national championship. Don't raise a banner saying you're national champions when you are not. No, don't be UCF.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, exactly. ridiculous situation. They should have been in the playoffs. They're not, but they're also not going to beat Georgia. Half of their team has already opted out mm-hmm. either to to declare for the NFL draft or into the transfer portal, mostly NFL draft, including their All American receiver uh, Keon Coleman. There's like a dozen players that aren't going to play for for Florida State that would have already been a little outmatched against Georgia with their backup quarterback starting. This game isn't going to be close and we're not going to have to worry about I it. I
3: think that's very arrogant of them to say that personally because I mean, let's look at the other let's look at Georgia, okay? They did not make it. And they're a great team and are they better than Florida State? I'm going to agree with Aaron, yes they are. So, that's pretty arrogant of them to make that statement and to me that's just being a baby.
2: Well, the other thing is, why would you put that out there for bulletin board material?
3: Exactly. That's not even smart. Yeah. I, that's just you know, I, I that's, that's exactly
1: against? right. Georgia probably had zero motivation going into this game. None. Because they've been playing for national championships, and this isn't that. And now they got a little reason to play. Well, absolutely. I mean, exactly. I mean, they always have some reason to play, but don't a little the, extra. Don't poke the bear. No. And I, honestly, I think Georgia will roll them and beat them by... Kinda, probably three I or four hope touchdowns. They do. Well, I they will hope now. They, do. <laughs> they will now.
3: Yeah, I they'll mean, laugh.
2: Aaron's exactly right. Georgia had, I mean, you have something to play for, but there's not a whole lot of motivation for them because this is not their norm. Not being in the college football playoff, they're going to a bowl game. Okay, that's fun. That's great, but probably we're a little bit annoyed by it, and as should be, and and not in a situation where they get entirely fired up. Well,
3: I bet they're fired up now.
2: Yes, they are, <laughs>
3: and I, I want to watch it.
2: Yes, I want to watch
3: it. Oh, that, that's
2: turned into a game. You, I'm going to watch now. You know, exactly. you
3: know the, the the Georgia players are thinking, if you win, like really,
1: if
2: we go 13 <laughs> this, and 0, when we go 13 and 0, that's what they said.
3: And that is very arrogant. And you know what happens when you're too arrogant? Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my, humility's going to hit you in the oh, face. Oh my, had but, to go yeah, there. I did. I'm sorry disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing. <laughs> and I'm not even a Swifty. <laughs> oh, there you go. Know. But I will be watching that game.
2: Yeah, it should be fun.
3: I'll be texting y'all. Did you see that play?
2: First-time candidates Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates join the nine returning finalists to advance to the final stage for the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame for the class of 2024. That should be interesting. We'll talk to Q Myers about that as he joins us next on the Press Box.
4: This is is is, Dallas Cowboys football 2023 back to throw looking left looking right only heard here Pumps, runs out to the left all season throws on the run
5: lamb at the seven and strolls in Saturday night
6: it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station
1: Cowboys and Lions Saturday starting with the pregame at six here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Financed elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com.
2: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA.
7: Don't miss a year-end inventory sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Save big on in-stock storage sheds. Ready to move in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dog kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop online at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 26 years. Stop by their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or Highway 77 in Lot. Call Lone Star Structures at
0: 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sail in soon you're listening to espn central texas live from the Allen samuel studios they know steak at logan's roadhouse everyone will find an entree that they love at logan's roadhouse
7: including wood grilled steaks fall off the bone ribs pork chops burgers sandwiches soups and salads salmon and shrimp and those famous made from scratch yeast rolls Dining in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can also enjoy a signature cocktail or ice cold beer logan's roadhouse in the central texas marketplace in waco open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m friday and saturday nights don't miss the
5: wrap-up the year sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. As the year comes to a close, we're offering unbeatable deals on new 2023 Jeep models. This month, get 10% off MSRP on the Jeep Grand Cherokee or Grand Cherokee L. Or how about 10% off Jeep Compasses and Renegades. And if that's not enough, get 11000 off MSRP on every Jeep Gladiator Overland. That's right, plus an extra 500 to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Hurry, this inventory won't last long. Shop online or in-store today.
8: Jay here from Pickup Outfitters. Well, 2023 is almost over, and here we are making plans for 24. As you know, for several years, we've been battling truck nudity in Central Texas. It's been a tough fight, but we've gained a lot of ground, making our roads safe and decent from naked trucks. But every now and then, we see a truck without a stitch of accessory on it. No bed cover, grill guard, toolbox. Heck, some trucks don't even have steps on them. So as you think about what you'd like to accomplish, we invite you to join our cause in 24. And we're going to help you in this final week of the year. If you own a truck without anything on it, or you have a friend or neighbor with a naked truck, please send them to the brand-new location of Pickup Outfitters on West Waco Drive. We've got lots of specials and free incentives to close out the year. Check them out online at createacommotion.com. Happy New Year from Pickup Outfitters, 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco.
2: Back to the press box here on ESPN Central Texas brought to you by Scottsley's Trailers and Pickup Outfitters as it is Thirsty Thursday and joining us as normal, it is Q Myers from Game Night right here on ESPN. Q, how are we doing on this Thursday?
9: Man, I'm fantastic now. You just brought me into Tupac. It's getting no better than that, man. So the dubs up, West Side. You know what I'm saying? Welcome, everybody, to the Wild, Wild West. Man, don't get me going, man. You get me at the club early. And I'm in Vegas, so the club is always open. The club is
2: always open there in Vegas. Glad to hear from you. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and I hope you're going to have a great New Year. But let's talk a little football. And right now I want to ask you about the Pro Football Hall of Fame revealing the modern era finalists coming up and Antonio Gates and defensive end Julius Peppers, a couple of those guys that are going to be on this list coming up for 2024.
9: Yeah, man, some fantastic players. I always get excited when the pro football, hall of fame list comes out the finalist and you know i know that all 15 aren't going to make the the hall of fame at least this time around but man it's exciting because you just start back and think like man remember that dude like julius peppers remember how he was what a freak before anyone was really that freak right right he was that guy screaming in off the edge i mean that dude was so athletic he could do just about anything He could have literally turned around and been a tight end if he wanted to be. I mean, that dude could have been anything in the league. He was just so dynamic. And so just thinking about him and then Antonio Gates, as you mentioned, the guy who was a basketball player turned football player, one of the uh, early guys in the stage of the game that kind of redefined what a tight end was, you know, similar to like Tony Gonzalez, but even more athletic. And now you've seen what the position has turned into these days. And so uh, he was one of those guys so frustrating as a, as a Raider guy, right? I'm watching the Chargers, and Antonio Gates, and there was never a time he wasn't open. Never a time. He was like, you know, on the basketball court, mouse in the house. As soon as he had somebody uh, anywhere near him, they couldn't stop him. So he's fantastic. Peppers is fantastic. Uh, Jared Allen is another guy that's on that list, Mm -hmm. and that guy was a monster. There there There's no stopping that dude. And the funny thing about him, he was just so – he was just – I like to call him, he was just so country, right, so country and chill. You know, he just had that – hey, I'm just going to do it my way, and I'm going to have fun about it. He rocked the mullet. and uh, I mean, I'm sure that was a man after your own heart rocking the mullet. So, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, he was, he was great. And I'll say one, man, there's one special one that I'm looking forward to, and I really hope he makes it in. That's Eric Allen, man. Eric Allen was a defensive back for the Eagles. He played with the Raiders. Uh, he's on the Raiders broadcast. Uh, he's actually a really good friend of mine. And I know every year, man, he gets on the ballot, and, you know, he gets cut off right before the finalists. Uh, revealed, but he made the final list this year, so I'm so excited, and I really hope that he makes it in because I know how much it would mean to him. So, uh, it's more of a personal thing with EA, but, man, it would be great to see him make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What
2: about Darren Woodson? Is this finally the year that he gets in?
9: Yeah. I mean, man, you want to talk about another guy that's well-deserved, right? I mean, we've talked about that forever, about how Darren Woodson was that guy. I mean, he literally was that dude on the back end of that Cowboys defense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see Darren Woodson get in there. He's He's well-deserved. I mean, and it seems like he's been well-deserved for a lot of things, right? A lot of accolades, and he just hasn't received them yet. And I don't know if it's because he wasn't the flashiest guy. I don't know if it wasn't because he didn't make the most noise. But, man, you want to talk about noise he made. He made it on the field. What an impact. What a big-time impact player. I hope he makes it as well. He's, he's well-deserved. Did And I guess I should know this, but did Jerry finally put him in the ring of honor yet or no?
2: I don't think so, no. He hasn't been put in the ring of honor yet.
9: Yeah, Jerry, hello, McFly, come yeah. on, if you haven't done it, get, get it done. I mean, that you want to talk about something that needs to happen, that needs to happen as well.
2: Well, let's talk about the Ring of Honor because coming up on Saturday, Jimmy Johnson finally does get put yeah. in the Ring of Honor from Jerry Jones, and that is going to be a special, special day at AT&T Stadium, and even having Aikman on the broadcast I think adds to it, doesn't it?
9: Yeah, it really does. And I'm sure Troy will be emotional, but Jimmy was the guy. I mean, Jimmy reinvented so many uh, different things, right? I mean, this guy, obviously he was huge for the Cowboys. We all remember the Herschel Walker trade, but also, I mean, I'm a draft guy, as you know, Mm -hmm. He changed the game for the draft from years on after that Herschel Walker trade, he made the way people looked at the draft differently, the way that that teams analyzed and made trades on their own. They had their own Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Johnson chart for the longest, right? I mean, he was the guy, but you think about those Cowboy teams, and I don't have to remind you how dominant they were. I'm just glad that Jerry finally let bygones be got bygones and put them to side. side. Like you could put it aside, regardless of the personal feelings you have about someone. When you know greatness, you know greatness. And Jimmy Johnson was greatness for the Cowboys. It's such a great uh, moment that he's going to finally be put into that ring of honor. It's long overdue. Um, you know, only the greats of the greats are up there, right? I mean, it's not like just anybody gets up into the ring of honors. So, you know, when Jimmy Johnson's up there, man, that's going to be a very special moment. And I know he's going to be super excited. I remember when the announcement happened and how emotional he was and Troy as well. So, yeah, that's a great moment for Jimmy Johnson. Happy, happy that it's finally happening.
2: Q Myers hosts a game night. You know him as your boy Q and our NFL insider. Q, Las Vegas. Goes in and takes care of Kansas City. Tell me what's wrong with Kansas City right now.
9: Well, I'll tell you, Kansas City's not playing at the top of their game. Right? No. I mean, they they don't they don't have the they don't have the playmakers that they're used to having. They don't have the Tyreek Hills. They don't have the guys that are the veterans that have been there, done that. But I'll tell you, man, the the, the Chiefs itself, they they at some point felt like they could flip a switch. And at some point, you can't, right? I mean, you you know very well I'm a Warriors fan. And so the Warriors for the longest were just that dominant team. Anytime you rolled the ball out there, they were able to go do their thing. That's how the Chiefs were on the grass. Well, it's not like that. At some point, that window closes. That window is closing, right? I mean, it's, you're starting to see the cracks in the armor. Travis Kelsey is starting to be a little bit more Hollywood than he is football player. You know, he's dropping balls, he's throwing his helmet. You're starting to see the frustrations boil over. I go back a few weeks ago when Kadarius Tony was offsides, and and Patrick Mahomes lost his uh, his mind. Right, He's going after the official, and he's one of the coolest dudes in the league, and he was losing his mind. He's you know, cussing after the game, talking about it's the worst uh, blank and officiated game you ever seen, and just the frustrations are there. So they're not the same team. But I will say, going back to Christmas morning, the Raiders went in there with a plan. Obviously, I'm here in Vegas. Obviously, I'm a Raider fan, but I like to look at this very objectively. They went in there with a plan. Antonio Pierce told us in the media room all week long, like, enough is enough. You know, they they have all the tricks. They do all those trick plays. That's great. The way to stop that is to punch it in the mouth. And you know what they did? They went out there, and you'll appreciate this. They went out there and treated the Chiefs like Ralphie treated the bully in Christmas Story. Right? <laughs> at some point, at some point, Ralphie got pissed off and was like, "Okay, you're not picking on me anymore, and I'm going to beat the brakes off you." And they pummeled them. Right? And, and the funny thing about it is, the Raiders had a, if they had an offense worth assault, they would have blown them out. But their offense was terrible. But the defense was so dominant, scoring 14 points and they literally punched the Chiefs in the mouth and kept punching them, and they didn't know what happened. Like when Mike Tyson got knocked out, he's on the canvas, and he's looking up like, what do I do now? I've never been in this position. The Chiefs were not used to being in that position. The Raiders went in there. They stole their lunch money, and they didn't even run away after they stole their lunch money. They're like, yeah, I'm taking it, and we're going to walk up out of here and head back to Vegas. That's exactly what they did.
2: Only Q would use my favorite movie as a reference. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Q, Lamar Jackson, did he seal the MVP last week?
9: Uh, he got a lot closer. Let's put it like that. I don't think that his performance was that dominant where it was like, wow. But the right. the other the other side of it was Brock Purdy's, uh his performance was that bad. <laughs> right? I mean, it's Agreed. one of those things where, where you separate yourself because the other person did really bad and you didn't do anything bad. Like, Lamar did nothing to hurt himself, and Brock did everything. And honestly, watching that game, and you guys tell me what you felt, I felt like I was watching the game that the 49ers were trying to seal the deal on Purdy being the – the MVP instead of just going out and playing their game. It didn't feel like a 49ers game. And the Ravens went out there angry because they were five and a half point underdogs were like, yeah, we're going to go win this game. And they did, but it just felt like the Niners agenda wasn't to win the game. It was to put Brock Purdy in the position to win the MVP because what a great story, right? Nobody's ever been Mr. Irrelevant, then turn into league MVP. And I feel like that they absolutely blew it for him. And now he's out of the conversation.
2: It felt like to me that they were forcing a lot of things that they normally don't force. Yeah.
9: Yeah. And that's that's what you do when you're trying to show off a little bit. It's like it's like when you go to the, you know, when I played basketball, man, and, you know, there was a good-looking girl over there on the side <laughs> of the court. I'm like, well, let, me, let me get into my bag of tricks just to let her see how cool I really am. And then all of a sudden I go like oh for 8 or something, right? I'm trying to force up shots to make myself look good, and I turn in the worst performance ever. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like they were trying to show off a little bit or, you know, put Brock Purdy in the spotlight him a little bit, and I don't think that that was a very good idea, and not to mention that Ravens defense is probably not the defense that you want to showcase or try to do something like that against because it's really sticking good.
2: Your boy Q with us here in the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas, host a Game Night on ESPN, and what in the wide world of sports is happening in Denver? Russell Wilson gets benched, and (laughs) Jaron Siddham is going to be your starting quarterback this week.
9: Well, I'll tell you this. If you're an NFL franchise and you're a starting quarterback and your team signs Jarrett Stidham to be the backup, look out. Get out of the way. Get, get ready to put your for sale sign up in your yard because you're out of town. This is two years in a row, Ward, that this has happened to Jarrett Stidham. Last year, here in Las Vegas, he played the last two games for Derek Carr when the Raiders decided to sit him down, so he didn't get injured. So that uh, that money at the end of the season didn't kick in, and they had to pay him. Well, fast forward to another year, last two games of the season, Russell Wilson's sitting down. He's already going to get $39 million guaranteed regardless, but they didn't want to pay him another 37 and a half if he gets injured, so in comes Jared Stidham. He's like the best two-game guy ever, I guess. He gets a ten million dollar deal from the Broncos. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a deal for for Jared Stidham, who, by the way, used to be at Baylor University. So shout out to him, right? I mean, the guy from you know Stephenville, Texas. You know him very well. Uh, he's getting he's getting that love now. But man, isn't that wild? And so now they're supposed to release Russell Wilson. At least that's what the reports say. They're going to release him in March. That's eighty five million dollars in dead money wow. that they're willing to eat to get rid of it. Think about that. They're willing to say, you know what, I don't want to, I'm going to burn $85 million in the front yard just to get rid of you. Like that's wild to me. Like I can't imagine burning $8, let alone burning $85 million. <laughs> and, and, and they're going to basically tell them we'll pay you the $39 million to do something else. Just not going to do it here. So that's what they're going to do. And that's just, again, Sean Payton is the guy he's the end all be all ever since they hired him. They knew that he was going to be uh, the guy that was in charge of everything. But just to think that a guy that's actually not playing bad either, Russell Wilson's actually pretty playing pretty decent, to say that you're willing to sit him down, give him all this money to go away is wild. So uh, like I said with the Raiders when they did it with Derek Carr, you better have the plan, not a plan. And, well, so far the Raiders haven't had the plan. They only had a plan. So I want to see what Denver has. Do they have the plan? Do they have the guy in in mind? Or are they just going to kind of fly by the seat of their pants and hope they figure it out? Well, We'll
2: is it a situation where you think it's just Sean Payton and Russell Wilson personalities just don't match? And Sean Payton, as you said, has the hammer.
9: Yeah, I think that that's a lot to do with it. I mean, we saw Sean Payton on the sideline ripping Russell Wilson when his team was offside. Like, I mean, to me, I kept thinking, and as, as I kept rewinding that and watching, I kept saying, what the hell did Russell Wilson do that was that bad besides his team being offsides, That wasn't him offside. That wasn't him, you know, doing fumbling the ball. That wasn't him throwing a pick. His team was literally offside. Russell Wilson goes to the sideline, and Sean Payton rips him and rips him and rips him some more. And I thought, okay, that's, a, that's a, a lifetime achievement award right there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's like when you're, that's like when you're mad at your, at, your, at your significant other and one little thing all of a sudden sets you off and everything that you've been holding on for the last six months comes out. you're like, man, all I said is, do you want paper or plastic? And all of a sudden, you you know what I mean? Like, where did that come from? Well, I just felt like that that was a lot of built-up, you know, aggression towards them. So, yeah, they clearly aren't on the same page. That's not Sean Payton's guy. He didn't trade for him. He didn't sign him to a massive contract that, oh, by the way, I don't even know if you know this, his massive contract that they signed him to, that five-year extension, mm-hmm. doesn't even start till next year. Wow. Think about that. It doesn't even start till next year. So there was no reason for the Broncos to sign him to a contract extension. They did it just to make him feel good about himself. And now, less than two, full years later, he's on his way out the door.
2: That, that could come back and bite him in a big way. You, you think? Cowboys <laughs> yeah. in Miami. Cowboys <laughs> just cannot beat a good team. Cowboys cannot play on grass. Explain that to me.
9: They just can't travel. They're they're struggling on the road, and that's a problem for them. In the playoffs, I mean, they're going to have to go on the road, right? They're fantastic at home. They're 7-0 at home, and I expect them to be 8-0 after this weekend. But they're terrible on the road, and that's a problem for a team that has playoff aspirations and thinks that they're going to go and make a, a deep run. I don't understand what goes wrong with them while they're on the road. I really don't. You know, it's 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 funny because we just saw this with the Astros and the Rangers in the World Series mm-hmm. where, you know what, the Astros couldn't win at home, <laughs> and they went and went, won on the road, and it was so bizarre we couldn't fit, put our finger on exactly what was going on. I can't figure it out here either, right? I mean, I, I know that there's a problem with the Cowboys in their run defense. I know that they, they need a, a guy who can stop the run. Uh, they, they, they give that up. That's not good, you know, and Miami just – they, they had their way with them, really. I mean, I know the game ended up being a pretty close game, but it didn't feel like it should even be as close as it was. It just the, the Cowboys in that run defense, man, really bothers me. And I think in the playoffs that's going to come back to bite them. So, uh, yeah, it all looks good when Dak's throwing for all these yards and C.D. Lamb's getting into the end zone, this, that, and the other. But, man, when that offense isn't clicking and that defense isn't stopping, stopping teams from running on them, Man, it's, it's a long day at the office for the Cowboys. So I, I think there is some trouble, man, because I don't see them winning the division. So they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs.
2: Q Myers hosts a game night on ESPN with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And let's stay with the Cowboys as they host Detroit. You mentioned they're really good at home. But you joined the Lions party a little bit late like me. And I'm not really all in on the party. But I think this is a game that the Dallas Cowboys should win at home.
9: I agree. If they were playing in Detroit, I'd say game set match lions. I mean, just, it's just that simple. I, I would say that the lions would win if they're playing in Detroit, but they're playing in Dallas. I think uh, the Cowboys will get it done. I don't think they've lost to a team at home. I don't think, I, th- I think the closest game has been like 20 points. I mean, they, they're yeah. just that dominant at home. So yeah, I, I think that they're going to win this game. I do like what the lions are doing. I mean, think about this Ward. They won the NFC central or the NFC North, excuse me, for the first time, ever because the last time they won the nfc it was the nfc central (laughs) right i mean think about that it's been 30 years think about this i i i scratched my head when i did this research tag team whoop there it is was a top song (laughs) the last time that the (laughs) the last time the lions won their division like think about that like tag team right i mean tag team back again check get it back in let's get right i mean all that even though i know it like it's the back of my hand Look how long that's been. It's just right. so wild to me. So they've turned things around. They're a really good team. They're feeling good about themselves. They'll host the playoff game. But I don't think this is the one that they're going to win. Just because Dallas is so dominant at home, they need to get that W. I'm sure they will. Uh, but, man, Detroit, i got to give them so much credit for what they've been able to do. And shout out to Dan Campbell. I like what he's doing as the coach.
2: I do, too. I think he's done a phenomenal job there in Detroit. Tonight, Thursday night football, Cleveland and New York. And the Cleveland Browns can clinch a playoff spot. How long has it been since we said that?
9: Right, exactly. It's been quite a while. The last time the Browns got into the playoffs, Baker Mayfield helped get them there, and then they told Baker they didn't like him anymore, and they sent him out of town, right? I mean, that's, that's another storyline to think about. But, yeah, man, the Browns, I think Kevin Stefanski should be in the conversation if he's not already for Coach of the Year. This dude has got this team in the verge of being in the playoffs, and they're on there like quarterback five. Joe Flacco was literally sitting around the table there on Thursday Thursday with me and the fellas, right, <laughs> drinking beers, telling lies, and now all of a sudden he's out there he's out there winning football games for the, for the Cleveland Browns and about to guide them to the playoffs. And I'll tell you this, my, 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 my co-host on the show a lot, Emmett Golden, he's from ESPN Cleveland, he's like, man, the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're going a little far with that. But, man, with this defense and Joe Flacco knowing what he knows in a strong run game, I mean, I'm not going to count them out of a playoff game, right? I don't think you just can. Rule them out. No, you can't. And so as much as I don't believe that they will be a Super Bowl team, like I want to make that clear, I don't believe that. There's a part of me that's like, man, I know he's just talking, but, he, you know, he's not really that far off. Like this team has a chance to make some noise. That defense is phenomenal. So, you know, unless Flacco just all of a sudden messes up and, and you know, messes up the bed or whatever like that, I think this team has a chance to, to make a nice little run and make some noise. And, again, man, to be on quarterback number four or five, that is, that is wild to me, man. And, and then on top of that, think about everything they gave up to get Deshaun Watson. Right. And look how that's worked out for you. You want to talk about Russell Wilson? Those are two bad, terrible trades. The, the Browns made that trade. They got desperate. They traded for uh, Deshaun Watson for the Texans. And the, the Broncos got desperate. They traded with the Seahawks and did everything that they did. And neither one of those scenarios have worked out. So there's that.
2: Hugh Myers host a game night on ESPN with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And the New England Patriots coming down to their final couple of games. Are we seeing the end of the Bill Belichick
6: era for sure?
9: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. I, don't, I never thought I'd say that. I thought that my era would be over before his era was over. But I don't think that that's going to be the case unless something happens in a couple of weeks. So let's keep our fingers crossed that it doesn't. So, uh, you know, but I, I do think that Bill Belichick, man, I think that that's going to be a wrap, which is so wild to say that. So I don't know where he'll be next year. I don't know what team is interested in him, and I don't know what kind of power he's going to want. I think that's going to be the biggest hang-up is I'm sure a team will want him as a coach. I don't think a team is going to want him as a coach GM, and I think that's why New England's in the problem that they are the trouble that they're in right now. They've allowed him to call all the shots for far too long, and now you look at the talent on that team, and it's just not there. The defense is solid, but the offense is on the struggle bus. They're going to look for a quarterback. In the offseason, they're going to look for some wide receivers in the offseason. They're going to look for a solid uh, offensive line in the offseason. They've got a lot of work to do. And, oh, by the way, they don't have a whole lot of work. Uh, they don't have a lot to work with either. So right. uh, they've, they, they've got a tons of questions. But, yeah, uh, Bill Belichick, man, this is the swan song, I think, for, uh, for the hoodie there in New England, and we'll see where he pops up next year. Yeah, do you
2: think he even coaches again?
9: I mean, I think that he wants to break Don Shula's record. I really do. And I think that that's why he's been hanging around in new England for as, for as long as he has. And and why Robert Kraft kept him around. But I I just think enough is enough in new England. I think that they realize that they can't do that. I'll honestly tell you, man, I don't know how much of the bill Belichick style of coaching works anymore. right? Right. I mean, I, I think that that's something to really think about. Like you can't be that tough dude that it's my way or the highway type guy anymore and get through these players. They don't, they don't listen like that. They don't, they don't, take the coaching like that like I get it you know you could be hard on me and I'll get it like I'll bounce back and I'll be fine but these dudes man they're just different they're built different and they're like hey man I, I carry more weight in this organization than you do <laughs> I can go to the I can go to the, the the owner and be like hey man I don't like this coach let's get him up out of here right I mean look when Joshua Daniels got fired here in Vegas one of the deciding factors were Mark Davis going to Devontae Adams and Max Crosby and Josh Jacobs and a couple other players in the locker room say, hey, how are you feeling the vibe in the locker room? Oh, we don't like it. Okay, coach, you're out of here. Like, you can replace a coach, you can't replace the players as easy. So I think it's a shift, man. You look around the league, Dan Campbell, I'm not going to say a players coach, but he's a coach that gets it and relates to the players. D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, same thing. Antonio Pierce here in Vegas, same right. thing if right? Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, same thing, they're former players that get it. They've been there, done that. they know how to relate to these guys and understand what what makes them tick. I think you've got to have an element of that now, man. I don't think that my way or the highway style works anymore.
2: Q Myers with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas, host a game night on ESPN and other than the Vegas game, what game do you have circled on your calendar coming up on New Year's Eve?
9: Oh, man, that's a really good question. Well, I mean, any game that Kansas City plays in, I want to pay attention to. I mean, sure. believe it or not, the Raiders are still in the in the playoff hunt, which is unbelievable to me. So I'm looking at the the, uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals. I know that they're squaring up with each other. That should be interesting. It's the year of the backup quarterback. Jake Browning's playing really well for the for the Bengals. And see, let's see what Kansas City really looks like, see if they can bounce back after that loss to the Raiders. So that's what I'm definitely uh, focusing on. I'm trying to think the uh, oh the Cowboys Lions game is a good one. Seattle's uh, playing. Who are they playing? That's a, oh Pittsburgh. Because mm-hmm. um, again, remember what I said about about my way or the highway doesn't really work. Look at Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Right. So I'm paying attention to everything that's going on with him because I I think he's a hell of a coach and he's really. Being done a disservice there in Pittsburgh because his players they've got to just turned their ears off to hearing what he's got to say. So that's definitely one I'm paying attention to. Oh, the Ravens in Miami—that's right. another good one. I don't know how I could forget that game. That one's a good one. Uh, Baltimore really could kick the door in and say, "Yeah, we are the best team, not only in the AFC but in the NFL." We're going to show you right now with a good performance, uh, you know, against the uh, against Miami. So that that's that's some games that I'm really focusing on.
2: Q Myers host a game night right here on ESPN, and what's coming up tonight?
9: Well, we, man, we're on bowl season right now, so I haven't been on in like a week, <laughs> and we're not going to be on – I'm not going to be on until after January. That's not fair. You know how, That's not it fair. It is unfair. No, I'm so angry, and you know how I've always been when I was there at ESPN Central Texas and the Rangers would come on. I'd be like, can we put them on stage B? Can we put you know? Can can we put them on the in the back room? Can we put them on that station? So I tried to lobby and get the bowl games. I was like, hey man, is there any way we can get the bowl games somewhere else? And they're like, yeah, Q, we're gonna play your show and sacrifice all that great TV money and all that revenue that we're gonna create <laughs> by playing the bowl game. Sure, you're good, but you ain't that good, brother. So you know, I figured I, just, I better just I just want to let you vent.
2: I just want to let you in, see if I could turn you up a little bit.
9: Man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it makes me so angry, man. I hate missing shows. There's nothing more than I hate. Uh, let's put it like this, man. They asked me to do the midday show. They were like, hey, could you fill in for uh, Carlin versus Joe? And I was like, no. And they're like, why not? And I was like, because I got my show to do at night. And they're like, "Yeah, I know, you wouldn't have to do your show. And I was like, no, I've got to do my show. Like, that would be great to be heard in the mid- midday, but – that's not my show, and so I want to make sure I'm on for my show. So, yeah, I'm, you know me, man. I can't help myself. I know. So, <laughs> well,
2: uh... You're on the midday right now, and I appreciate it very much.
9: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My people in Central Texas can't hear me if I go on Carlin versus Joe. That's I right. I game night. Jeez, what are they thinking? Man.
2: <laughs> your boy Q host a game night on ESPN with us here. Hey, Q, certainly do appreciate the time, as always. You and your family have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you next week.
9: Absolutely, my man. Appreciate you. Uh, happy holidays and happy new year to everyone in Central Texas, man. Appreciate
2: you. All right, there he goes. Your boy Q host a game night on ESPN. And see, I knew he wasn't on the air. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just wanted to light his fuse a little bit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I like I like how he thinks he about it. He
2: Hates missing shows. No, and, I, and that's it. the
1: way you should. Like he's got. The, that's why evening. He right. He's got the evening show on ESPN. He got it for a reason because he's super talented, and that's his show. If they want to. Like in his mind, I'm sure he thinks if they want to make me full time on middays, I'll do that. Until then, I've got game night.
2: Yeah. And
1: and, and it's a great show.
2: I, I don't and blame it. It's you. a great
1: platform. I don't hey, blame it at all. Scrap the bowl
2: games. I'll talk about them. That'd, that'd <laughs> <be> funny. <laughs> all right. She's back.
4: Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball. On ESPN Central Texas.
5: The Baylor Women opening Big Twelve play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 12:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 1 p.m.
4: tip off. Follow the Bears through the Big Twelve Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor Women's Basketball,
10: ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
6: Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement. Again, if you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. 254-415-4100. 254 4100 QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100.
2: King
1: of the Rose. Raise your hand if you are a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave it his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Spanning the globe
8: to bring you the constant variety of sport,
6: the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. human drama of athletic competition.
2: It's time for Stephanie's Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. I'm here. The floor is yours.
3: The floor is mine. <laughs> the spotlight is on you. Oh. Hey, man, it was so good to hear Hugh's voice. He's doing so good.
2: Yes. It's always
3: good to have him on. I'm proud of him. But, bowl games, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I was growing up, Uh-oh. I used to love to watch the Rose Bowl Parade. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yes. So, I just did some research on the Googles. Shocking. <laughs> and I wanted to bring some things to your attention about the Rose Bowl and the parade. Okay. Okay. So, we know that... Alabama, Michigan are going. Okay. But did you know that they have a thing called the Rose Bowl Bash that happened after the parade? You did not. I didn't either. So what it is, it's free for the whole family. It's it's like in one of the parking lots next to the stadium. And they have live music. They have a beer garden, of course. They have games for kids. Mm -hmm. You can take pictures with, you know, the Rose Bowl trophy or whatever. And um, they do, like, giveaways, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then the Michigan band plays at, like, 12 o'clock. And then the Alabama uh, marching band plays at 2.30. So I didn't even know they had that. And I guess they started that a few years ago. So if you want to go, you can catch a plane and go to Pasadena. Mm -hmm. And they have all-day activities. And you can still get a ticket to the Rose Bowl, believe it or not. At the low price of $990. Whoa.
2: Whoa.
3: That's a lot of money.
2: It is. But, but people
3: that's... pay it. Yeah, but people they pay absolutely it. will. And I didn't know this, but the residents of Pasadena get discounted tickets. They do. I had no idea.
2: How about that? I yeah, wonder so why that is.
3: Probably because I'm about to tell ya. Oh, you. Oh. They all volunteer for the parade. There are over... Nine hundred and sixty volunteers for the parade. That's, and a, that's they a put lot. in over eighty thousand hours and they prepare all year. So as soon as the parade is done, they start breaking it down. Mm-hmm. So here's some fun facts for you. All right, the parade, of course, is January 1st and it starts at 10 a.m. It goes, it's five and a half miles long. Right. Okay. The average cost of a float is 270. for the float for one float. That's the average cost. Well, they have about 45 floats in this parade. So, and they used to back in the day, remember they used to have like, you know, prudential, like a major sponsor, business sponsoring. Well, now it's just individual communities that, and nonprofits that come together and put these together and get donations and their own people to put, you know, these um, floats together at this there's over sixty thousand roses that can be used on one float
2: yeah i knew the floats are all made out of roses yeah which is amazing to me and
3: you know they don't even come from the united states what they are flown in from south america ecuador and that area it's that really? crazy yeah and um yeah so they're all flown in and so if you imagine 45 errands the Mathematical genius in here because it's, it's not me. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if you have forty five floats and on average sixty thousand flowers on one float, what does that equal? Somebody on the text line. I don't care. I don't know.
2: It equals a lot.
3: Oh uh, yes. Like more than sixty one thousand, but that's a lot of flowers they fly in. Okay. The grand marshal, which I don't even understand what that means. I guess somebody who that's, leads the parade.
2: That's yes.
3: Okay. It is Audra McDonald. I guess she's a Broadway star. Don't know who she is, but she's the Grand Marshal this year. And the theme is Celebrating a World of Music, the Universal Language. Okay, now it's kind of cool because, you know, every every parade I've ever been in or seen, you've got horses, you've got cars, you've got mm-hmm. bands from high school to college. Well, this year they're doing that as well. But then they have music... Um, groups from japan coming in really venezuela mexico um even panama and to kick off i guess some of the stars that will be singing will be michelle michelle williams from destiny's child she'll be singing uh and then the voice you know the show the voice Mm -hmm. the champion cassidy pope will be there so you know not huge names like taylor swift won't be there but you know some of these others (laughs) will. i don't know She's probably busy with Travis Kelsey, but anyways. um. And then here's the funny thing is that, well, it's not funny, but the parade, do you know how much it generates on average a year? Between the parade and the game. So you put it together.
2: I would think it would be astronomical.
3: Over $200 million. Wow. In one day. Maybe two, because you know, some people are going to get a package deal where you fly in, stay at a hotel, and the not before, you know, whatever. Some
2: people go out there for the whole week.
3: I know what? Why? I don't know. I guess you could go to Disneyland. Well, Michigan and Alabama's teams went to Disneyland.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. the they do every year. That's part uh-huh. of the package.
3: Yeah, they go in the parade. So I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And let's see. This will be the 135th Rose Bowl, and the 100 or no, 110th Rose Bowl, 135th parade. So the parade started before the Rose Bowl, which I think that is very interesting.
2: Now, how did they have the parade before the game?
3: So, two dudes. I don't, even, I can't even pronounce their name.
2: <laughs>
3: That's why I didn't tell you about them.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I drug you into that.
3: <laughs> they started this nonprofit organization to show the roses in Pasadena. Well, it grew and got so big. And it started back in 18, I want to say, like 91 or something. Okay. And so the Rose Bowl didn't come along until like 1910. Hmm. Did you know that?
2: I did not know that. I, I didn't thought either. they coincided with each other.
3: No, the parade came first, then the ball game. Hmm. So that's why the parade's 135 years old,
2: and but the game is 110. Yep.
3: Yeah. So they it's grown, but the parade has grown. You know, um, and I didn't know this either. But I guess there's like three judges. I don't know who these judges are, but. At 24 floats out of all those floats can get awards, like for floral design, presentation, mm-hmm. if you have entertainment, your creativity. Um, but it's like a big deal. It's and, a huge deal. And the only cards that are allowed in the parade are the one that carries the Grand Marshal, the Mayor of Pasadena, and any Rose Bowl Game of Hall of Fame inductees. That's it. Huh. Who knew? And uh, I thought, well, if yeah. you think about it, you don't see very many cars.
2: You know, I didn't really ever think about it, but you're right. Yeah, it's mostly so the
3: floats. Mostly the floats and then, like, high school, college bands that, you know, high mm-hmm. schools I've never even heard of. I don't mm-hmm. even know. But they say there'll be all kinds of different music from blues to jazz to mariachis because it's a musical theme this year. So, I don't know. And I think I think you can catch it on ESPN, maybe, or the NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I would assume that that parade... Is going to be on ABC. Probably. Let me look here. Yes. It yeah. will be on ABC. Yeah, so
3: in the morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 1, you can watch it. And then mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Aaron doesn't seem very excited about this. You don't like parade? I'm no. a
2: little bit. I'm a little bit disappointed because I know why it's called the Rose Bowl. And I know why it became the Tournament of Roses and the Parade. Because Pasadena is known for their roses. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little disappointed that the roses come from somewhere else,
3: because the climate in South America in that area is always warm, right?
2: And maybe they don't want to cut all their roses up
3: in Pasadena. Maybe kind of like in Tyler, Texas, they have roses.
2: They have a lot of roses,
3: and so but they are all yeah they all come in from South America, one because of the climate, and they grow so many roses down there, which I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, but it started. Because of the roses in Pasadena. Have you ever been to Pasadena? No. Okay. You're not missing much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not. Have you been? Yeah, I have. I, I well, mean, I went to, remember, I went I to drove, college in California.
1: I, I, there was nothing to stop for.
3: Back in the day, I think like back in the 40s and 50s, that's where a lot of the movie stars would live. Mm, well, okay. it's just not like they don't live there. Malibu. They don't live there anymore. No, they don't.
2: <laughs> See, I've been to Malibu.
3: And Malibu is beautiful. It you have is Pepperdine gorgeous. University and mm-hmm. all that—it's beautiful. I've been to
2: Pepperdine. We mm-hmm. drove through the campus.
3: It's beautiful because it sits up on that hill. hmm Those are my old stomping grounds. But um, yeah. But Pasadena is not what Pasadena used to be. Really. Mm-hmm. It it has a lot of old, you know, architectural stuff. But you know, I wouldn't say, hey guys, let's go take a road trip and go to Pasadena unless, unless we were going to, the, to Rose the Rose Bowl.
1: It's a shame that whole even Pasadena. It's kind of, it's a beautiful area. It is. And, and it's just like, I wouldn't, there's no way I would be out there for anything other than maybe a week's vacation.
3: Well, and here's the thing, that whole area in Southern California, because, you know, I went so to gorgeous. college out there. It's beautiful. It's amazing. The weather's amazing. Cost of amazing. living is high. But it all, back when I was young, it it's all together now. It's like all one big city. Were yeah, before, all the, all the, <laughs> I mean, you yeah, I know what you mean. LA, like, Hollywood, Mal- it's just all one big city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that,
1: and that was like that when I went and that was probably in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. It's um, just
3: one big city. Yeah.
1: Because we, we went to see the angels in Anaheim and she was like, it's still Los Angeles. They can say it's Anaheim. She, but lived, it's in, she lived in Seal Beach at the time. And she was like, and that's California and that's Los Angeles. You yeah. can say it's not, but it's all Los it's Angeles. It's just all Los Angeles. Yeah.
3: You know, you know. What is it? Escadino Hills and all that. It's all Los Angeles because it's all together. Um, And I couldn't imagine, you know, living down there anymore. But, you know, you have UCLA and USC and all that. So that would be the only reason why I would want to go back is to go watch those teams play, even if they stink.
2: And I'd like to see the parade.
3: Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, I guess.
2: I mean, it's something you've seen on TV all the time. So if you're going to be there, you go to the parade before you go to the game. Yep. That'd be something you'd like do. Kind of like
3: going to the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Macy's Day parade.
2: Absolutely.
3: That would be kind of cool. It
2: would. So. Now today's the first day they start really decorating and putting the final touches Def- on the floats. Mm-hmm. And they'll do that today, tomorrow and early Saturday morning and you could actually watch that if you wanted to. There's also a opportunity for you to stay in touch and check out the decorations on Facebook, on X and on Instagram. Or you could download the official Rose Bowl Parade app. How about that? Is that oh, really necessary?
1: That.
3: Well, no. Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> like, for us, no. But there might be somebody out there who really likes it. I you mean, can I find don't know. a link
1: to it live without downloading a separate app. But you know what? There may be maybe a you're lot on are, the app. maybe
3: you're like. I don't know. Maybe you're traveling down the road and you want to watch it on your phone. Why don't you
1: download the app and let's look at it? Yeah, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way to watch it. I'm going to be really disappointed.
3: Okay. I'm going to be texting you. Are you watching the parade?
2: (laughs) It still amazes me that these floats are made entirely of roses. Uh And it's just, uh, it blows my mind. This was my mother's favorite parade. Mine too. Every year. Mine too. I mean, she would set an alarm to get up and watch the Rose Bowl parade. So
3: would my mother, and because roses are her favorite flower, and she loves roses. But and then you're, I ask myself, self, what do you do with all those roses? Well, I read up on it. Mm-hmm. They go to like, um, they come. What, what do you call that stuff that you do to your garden? Compost,
2: mulch, compost.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what they do with them. Now, me, I'd be taking some home with me, but. That's, that's they, what they do they with tear all the of them. The
2: floats down; mm-hmm. it becomes compost. Uh
3: huh. And all those floats, so they just recycle.
2: Wasted.
3: Exactly, hmm. which is good. They, you know, for all the farmers out there, because there are a lot of farmers out there. Um, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's tons of <laughs> you, you don't realize it till you get well outside of L.A. But
3: actually, my yeah, my tons so, of farmland uh-huh. around that area. Yeah, you've got some citrus farms, but my son's grandfather, they're more in Central California. He has almond ranches. Which I didn't even know. Well, they call them almond because they're weird, but it's almonds. <laughs> because they're weird. Well, they're weird. like, you know, I don't know. They just, <laughs> they I have to correct them. They correct me, but it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Almond reaches, yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was kind of interesting to know about the rose bowl and all those flowers that don't even come from here.
2: So, here's the other thing. Did you mention this? And you may have, and I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine that. <laughs> the tickets for the parade by itself.
3: Oh, so you can if you like want a seat ticket, mm-hmm. like you know how you have the bleachers. You, you can reserve you can, a seat. You can reserve a seat and you have to pay for it. I did not see how much it was, but hundred and twenty
2: bucks a ticket.
3: That actually isn't bad,
2: is no, it? Not not too bad. Or you can stand on Colorado Boulevard for ninety five dollars.
3: Yeah. See, I'm. T- I'd rather spend money to go to the game. But not at nine hundred ninety dollars a ticket. I, I'm sure there are some there are some tickets. I bet if you went to Seat Geek or something, you could find some cheaper tickets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you might be in the nosebleed to watch the game. But right, um, and you know, no offense to Leslie Davis if she's listening, our coworker here who's a Michigan fan, but I c- wouldn't really care about watching them play. Michigan, know. yeah, okay, Alabama, yeah, okay, but. Yeah, but I would love to go to a bowl game like that. Let's do it next year, no matter who goes.
2: Just go to the Rose Bowl. Just
3: get, I'd like to go to the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl. Do Fiesta all bowl. three? Do those three for sure.
2: Well, I think some of them are coincide with each other, so that'd be a tough deal.
3: Okay, well, we can send Aaron to one and we'll go to the other <laughs> ones. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right. right. Is that it? That's it. That's all I got.
2: Very nice. Rose Bowl Parade. Yep. I want to go.
3: Aaron's going to download the app for us. Yes, I need Aaron. He's going to give us play that by is, play.
2: That is your homework. Download the app and let us give us, us know play what's by the, play. What's on the app? <laughs> I bet there is not a whole lot on the. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find okay. out where the app is at. <laughs> All right, we'll take the break and come back. Give you an update on SMU and Boston College as they uh, start the Bull Day off for us. That's coming up next on the Press Box.
4: Cowboys football 2023 back to throw looking left looking right only heard here pumps runs out to the left
5: all season throws on the run lamb at the seven and strolls in
1: Saturday
6: night it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station
1: Cowboys and Lions Saturday starting with the pregame at six here on ESPN Central Texas
6: Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, how lovely are your SUVs! Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, you are the
8: dealership for me.
0: Find sports news streaming and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.
1: So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way.
10: That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been
1: helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine.
10: QC Kinetics a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation.
0: Call QC Kinetics
5: 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. Five four four one five forty one hundred.
2: and welcome back to the press box here on espn central texas here on this thirsty thursday 28th day of december 2023 it is winding down. Aaron. We are close.
1: <laughs> it is winding down. <laughs> we are very close. It is winding down for SMU, too.
2: Yeah, 2.46 to go in the fourth quarter. Boston College has the lead 23-14. to 14. The Ponies do have the football, uh, but they have third down and 10 in front of them right now. So in need of a first down to keep hopes alive in uh, the uh, bowl game there at uh, Fenway Park. And I still to think that it's a—that's uh, a cool deal.
1: <laughs> it is, I you know, I, I and I don't know what the attendance is like, but honestly, I if I know a, a lot of the people in big cities don't grow up college football fans, but if I was somehow ended up in Boston, I would be super happy, you know, if I was able to make it to the game. You never know with work. It's a Thursday afternoon game. But mm-hmm. like, if I had time and I lived in Boston, I would be there to Absolutely. watch Boston College and SMU on a Thursday afternoon 100%. There's
2: no doubt. No doubt that that would be really, really cool. And did I just see something that I haven't? And I've just been Probably. glancing up at the game, really not paying a whole lot of attention to it because, well, we're a little bit. We're busy. on the air, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think let's look and see here. I think both teams are on the same sideline.
1: Oh, you know what? That could be possible. Because of the it, – they it, are. It, it is 100% true. Both I, I didn't notice or, it. I did not notice that, it. That's a, that's pretty amazing. Till this time out. Yeah. Both
2: teams are on the same sideline. Because of
1: the logistics of uh, putting it in a baseball field.
2: I guess field. the only way you could do it. And that uh, fourth down and 10 is incomplete. And so the ball will go over on downs to Boston College and that's probably gonna just about do it with two fifty nine left in the ball game.
1: Yeah, but it's uh how cool is that for both
2: teams to be on the same side. Line, I love it. I really by do by the fifty yard line.
1: I I, th- I I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that before.
2: I don't think I have I
1: don't think I have.
2: Now I'm sure it happens in, you know,
1: some small Right. Especially stadiums. like maybe i s I don't know. I don't even want to say, like, I was going to say, like, maybe a six-man, but no, they have stadiums, I, too. Yeah, yeah. so, I, yeah, I don't know where it would actually happen, but it's it's pretty cool to see.
2: That was just, I, I saw the timeout, and both teams went to the same sidelines. I was like, wait a minute, why are they both going over? <laughs> going over? Well, dummy, they're both on the same sidelines. There you go. How about that? That's, a, that's pretty interesting. Boy, I, if you get some bad
1: blood. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably one of the reasons why they were able to do it. They were like, "It's SMU and Boston College, you know, they don't have any history or anything like that. We can just, uh, we can just put them beside each other." And Boston College. And a
2: heads-up play there is uh the running back is could have gone maybe ten more yards downfield, maybe could have scored, but he slides down and stays in bounds.
1: Yeah, this game's over. He's just trying to let that clock run. It's a, that's a team play right there, you know. He, he Smart play. Could have easily gotten more yards and, like I said, maybe scored. But uh, slid down to get keep that clock running, and it's only a matter of time now. Boston College is going to win this game, and SMU gets a, kind of a peek into, you know, what it's going to be like next year.
2: That's true. I mean, they bought their way in. Yeah. And now they get to play at the big boys, and it should be interesting as – they move forward.
1: We should talk to somebody about SMU. You think? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll have Billy and Body. hopefully, if this game gets over within time. We'll talk to him coming up here on the Press Box. He is on three, and he covers the ponies uh, better than anybody. Coming up in uh, after this game, you've got Rutgers and Miami in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Heck, yeah. The second game of the day in a, in a, baseball, a baseball stadium. stadium. Yep.
1: It is in Yankee Stadium. It's a, it's an awesome day to be a football fan and a, and a fan of fan. who's a fan of baseball stadiums. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, I I don't know. I I think Miami probably has the upper hand in this one in, in my opinion, but
1: you know, we'll wait and see. You never know what. I think they may be an underdog a betting underdog just because of Check that. Um just because
2: maybe so. Miami. Yeah, they're
1: yeah, just because of opt-outs and things like that, they mm-hmm. they are a, a two and a half point dog to a six and six Rutgers team. Wow! So they uh, they have had a few players opt for the NFL and opt for the transfer portal. And, and these that's opt-outs definitely,
2: drive me crazy. And well, I think and it that's, ruins the bowl season a little bit. And it is
1: it is. People talk about what the transfer portal changes and everything. One big negative effect is. It keeps a lot of players out of bowl games. Now. Mm-hmm. That is a-
2: Even more than before, the ones that were saying, well, I'm not going to play. I'm just because- not going to play
1: in it. Yeah. yeah. Which shouldn't be anyone except for like top well, flight there was NFL a prospects. Of players,
2: well, there was a couple of players last night uh, for Oklahoma State that were playing in that, in that game that have chosen that they're going to the NFL, but they were going to go ahead and play in the bowl game, which, hey – at this point in juncture where we are in college football, I respect that.
1: Yeah, you don't Absolutely. see that a
2: lot. No, you don't. You don't see it hardly at all anymore. And they made the decision, hey, you know, maybe I can help my my draft status by having a good bowl game. And you know what? I like that. I don't I, I never did like the opt out. Did I understand the opt out mm-hmm. before when they were going to the NFL? Yeah, I understand it. I understand the money aspect of it. You right. don't want to get hurt in a bowl game when you know you're going to be
1: a first, high round, pick or, yeah, yeah. High first round pick. Yeah, I first-round pick. So
2: do I like it? No. Do I understand it? Yes. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there for me. But I respect the guys that go ahead and say, you know what? I made a commitment to my teammates, and I'm going to keep that commitment. I don't care how many games we play. And that's commendable to me. Coming up uh, after Rutgers in Miami, Kansas State and NC State. What do you think about this one?
1: Let's see. I think Kansas State should 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 win this, but it's it's tough to tell during bowl season. They are a slight favorite. I think both these teams have most of their players, but Kansas State's going to be without their starting quarterback, Will Howard. Mm-hmm. He's already transferred. Mm-hmm. And the scuttlebutt is that he – could end up in Southern California.
2: Well, after the way Moss played last night.
1: Uh, you know what? You're right. I don't know that you want to bring in another, especially <laughs> like uh, someone with one year of eligibility left like Will Howard. Yeah. I don't know that you'd do that. But, yeah, that was the rumor for the last week that it was looking like he was going uh, possibly to, uh, to USC to uh, replace Jalen Williams, like you said, after the performance last night. They don't need another quarterback. It doesn't look like.
2: I, I'm not sure that I will bring him in. Now you might bring him in because of competition, but you don't bring him in and say, "Hey, here's your job." And if he's looking at that, a lot of times transfers are going in saying, "Hey, I don't, I don't want to compete for a job. I want to transfer somewhere that I'm going to get, I'm going to get the job when I walk in the door."
1: And I just found an article from On Threes Pete Nakos, and he says there's three potential outcomes for Howard. It'll either be Ohio State. USC or the NFL draft. So, he will not be back in Kansas State no matter what, which Mm -hmm. we all figured. But I think most people who were following it were thinking USC. And like you said, that may not happen now. But Ohio State would make sense. They lost their starting quarterback to Syracuse.
2: They did. (laughs) It's a revolving door. What is happening? It's a revolving door. (laughs) Can you
1: imagine being – being in a coma and waking up and, and people telling you about the transfer portal. and that I
2: would have never believed you. And then
1: Ohio State, national powerhouse, lost their starting quarterback to Syracuse, who's been terrible pretty much for the last decade, a few good years. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing.
2: It's very amazing to me. I, I don't get it, don't like it, but it's, it is what it is, and we are where we are because it's not going to change no. at all. The Kansas State and NC State in the Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> still that still cracks me up, the Pop Tarts Bowl. And have you seen the trophy for the Pop Tarts Bowl?
1: Yeah, it's edible.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a Pop Tart. Well, it's it's well, a, partial. It's a yeah. toaster oven with Pop Tarts hanging out the right, top. Of right, right.
1: You can make your Pop Tarts in it. Now the mascot is edible. The mascot is? His suit is, anyway. Yeah. Which is disturbing and I don't want to watch. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'll see a video of it. But yeah, there will be people munching, which I don't think is sanitary either. He's walking around all day, you know, people spilling stuff on him. He's sweating under there. I'm not. I don't. don't, There's there's a reason why there hasn't been an edible mascot. A very good reason. It's a stupid idea.
2: Edible mascot. All right. (laughs) I just still think that that's so funny we have a pop tarts bowl now originally it was the blockbuster bowl but we know why it's not blockbuster anymore right because blockbuster is gone of the dodo bird all right coming up tonight valero alamo bowl i think this could be a good one arizona and oklahoma coming up tonight oklahoma number 12 arizona number 14 Pretty good matchup in the Alibo Dome in San Antonio tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The night games have been good the last couple of days. <laughs> that that should be a good matchup.
2: I think it will. I think it will be a, a great matchup coming up tonight. So, four bowl games again today.
1: Four more tomorrow, I believe.
2: Yeah, you got four more tomorrow. Saturday, you've got four. You've got five on – no, excuse me, six, I think. One, two, three – no, five. Five on Monday. Yeah, on
1: New Year's Day, there's five. Starting at 11, I think.
2: Starting at 11 a.m. with Wisconsin and LSU and ending the night with the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, the semifinal with the All-State Sugar Bowl, Texas and Washington. Alabama will lead into that at 4 o'clock in the Rose Bowl after the Rose Bowl parade that we just heard about Mm. from Stephanie. So, I'm excited. What are the remaining games, Aaron, that you look at, and you can include today or you can include the rest of this week and weekend up to the Monday night games. All right, let me do this. Let's take the semifinals out of it, okay? And then we'll get to the semifinals. Good, because I'm not watching. (laughs) Let's take the semifinals out of it. Is there one game you say, I'm not missing this, I don't care what?
1: Not really. There's some decent matchups, but there's none that just jump off the page. Georgia and Florida State would, but like I said, Florida, half of Florida State's team's not there. Well, so that's I, that's I'll, not going to be a contest.
2: I I'm interested in that one now because of what Florida State came out and said.
1: Right. Because and, you know,
2: it could be a beatdown now.
1: The, the Peach Bowl with the Ole Miss and Penn State could theoretically be a decent game, but mm-hmm. then again, it could be the 21 to 17 snooze fest too. So who knows? But, um, that's, let's see, trying to make sure I'm not missing any. No, I mean, I'll watch a lot of them, but there's none that are just so compelling that I would consider a must see TV except for probably Georgia now with Florida state. Yeah. I think you're, I think I'm with you on that.
2: I think that's must watch TV. I, I'm just that bulletin board just changed the whole game for me. Um, uh, and, i get it florida state's missing a lot of players i understand that but georgia had no interest in i mean yeah they're in the orange bowl that's good and fine but we're not in the college football playoffs i don't think there was a whole lot of motivation there for georgia but now i think there's a whole lot of motivation for georgia to just freight train through this thing and i i think they do all right now to the college football playoffs And we'll talk more about this tomorrow before we break for the uh, holiday. Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington. Those two games, what's the better game?
1: Oh. (laughs) Texas,
2: Washington. I think so, too.
1: I think that's the best game of the bowl slate, if you ask me.
2: I get it. Michigan's number one. But I'm sorry. Alabama's going to roll them. Yes.
1: They they can't scout ahead, so (laughs) – Jeep wow no texas and washington i think will be the best game of the whole bowl season including the finals with whoever makes it out of that game i think that's just going to be a tremendous game that's two really really great teams
2: all right ponies lose but we'll talk smu with billy embody he'll join us next here on the press box on espn central texas Scott Drew and
4: the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men
5: christen the new Foster Pavilion January 2nd against Cornell. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off January 2nd.
4: Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
10: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for a record-setting November and make a JTC your number one full-service Chevrolet store. With all of our new inventory, it's starting to look a little like Christmas. At Jim Turner Chevrolet, we also have the largest selection of certified pre-owned and in need for more. So before you spend too much, give us the opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads.
8: My house
0: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Road Trip!
7: Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of .15% off your loan. Genco is extending its auto refi road trip to December 30th. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies for more- more information, go to su.org
8: member NCUA. Another Christmas has passed and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters, it's our year-end push to end truck nudity and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser measured perfect fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor, plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the silver and red building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco.
7: Are you looking for some great last-minute gifts for the fishing or boating enthusiast in your life? Check out Marineland Boating Center's Christmas clearance sale. Get discounts on fishing gear or awesome water sports accessories for the whole family. Save money on great his and hers gifts like hats, shirts, and hoodies from your favorite brands in boating. Tracker, Nitro, Mercury, and more. And right now you can even get thousands of dollars in cash back on Mercury Motor Powered Sun Tracker Pontoons. Come check out Marineland Boating Center by the intersection of I-35 and Loop 340. Come by with your family because they won't want to miss seeing the tallest Christmas tree in McLennan County. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRMG boat dealer.
2: And welcome back to the press box here on ESPN Central Texas. And joining us now from On Three Pony Express. Billy and Bonnie. Billy, how are we doing today? Doing well. How are you? Doing outstanding. Hey, I know you're pressed for time and you've been really, really busy, but I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us talking to some ponies. And unfortunately, SMU falls twenty-three to fourteen to Boston College uh, in the Fenway bowl. But how cool was it to see football? In Fenway Park,
11: yeah, it's uh, it's different uh, with both teams on on the same sideline. But uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, something that uh, is kind of gimmicky in my mind. I mean, they got the Fenway <laughs> uh, Bowl, and then the, and then the uh, what's it, the Yankee Stadium one right after, but uh, the Pinstripe Bowl. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a different experience for these guys. And I, I'm not too big on the bowl, the bowl system with with everything that. Um, you know, goes on with it now with the opting out and uh, this and that, but it's a good reward for these guys at the end of a long season. And, you know, if you can win them, great. SMU hasn't won one since 2012, but um, it's also one where it's just kind of – it's just got a different feel nowadays with all the, like I said, opting out and things like that.
2: How much has that transfer portal hurt the bowl seasons in your opinion? Because I think it's disastrous because teams – are not going to have their normal suspects that they've had through 13 games.
11: Yeah, it, it, for some teams, it's, it's a nightmare zone. Um, and others, uh, you know, like SMU, for the most part, had their entire team that they had, or at least key contributors, uh, this season for this bowl game. They were missing one or two guys who who had injuries and wanted to heal up for their NFL draft process, but – um, and they were noticeable. Chris Meganson, their starting corner, and, and defensive tackle Javier Levelston. But um, overall, it's uh, it's just kind of all over the place when it comes to this. Um, but for SMU, they were they were pretty much at full health um, for for their bowl game. But you see some teams that are just absolutely gutted. You know, a Texas A and M, for example, right? Um, you know, last night that was one that comes to mind. But um, and you, and even some of the bigger bowl games, you're not seeing some of the the stars play because they're preparing for the NFL draft. So I'm, I'm kind of in favor of, you know, a full blown 32 team playoff, like, like FCS does it, but thank you. They don't, they don't they don't ask me that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. I've been pounding the table for that because it works. Don't tell me it doesn't work. And I get the bowl games have the money behind them because of the TV revenue. We'll just turn those into playoff games. And there you go. They mean something now.
11: Yeah, and, and the cream rises to the top on that stuff, too. You know, I mean, you might have a Cinderella story like if, if SMU at number 17 in the AP or 24 in the college football playoffs, whichever one was in the playoffs because they you know, won, they're probably just not going to get past some of these power five teams. And, and that's the reality of it. And, um, you know, even though they go to the ACC next year, but. You look at some of these other schools, you know, that might be worried about. Oh well, you know, we're just going to see a school catch fire at the right time. It's a lot harder than that in football. Um sure. it might be in you know March Madness or um, college baseball or what have you. Um, it, it's it's so much more than that, and you see the depth really shine with some of these uh, teams that that have it. Um, and even Boston College today, you know, they they kind of wore down SMU, um, and you can see that. Just a little bit of disparity. SMU dropped uh, a touchdown pass that um, you know really would have changed the game, right. wide open. Instead, they miss a field goal uh, on that drive, and, and then BC capitalized from there. Um, but you still saw BC kind of lean on SMU's defense, which had been really good throughout the season, and, and kind of show that that just that extra in the trenches that some of those teams have.
2: Billy Embadi on three, talking SMU with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Billy, how much has the transfer portal helped or hurt the Mustangs this offseason?
11: Yeah, it's, it's helped them a lot. They've, they've been able to get to get ready for the ACC a little bit more with, with some of the guys in the trenches they've brought in. They're, they're bringing in two guys in particular that I think are really going to help them. In Mike Lockhart from West Virginia and and Jordan Jefferson or Jonathan Jefferson from Georgia, um, Jonathan Jefferson had kind of played a little bit for the Bulldogs on their you know impressive um, you know defensive line. It's hard to get uh, playing time there and really break through unless you're, you're truly special. But uh, they're going to lean on him to to really earn some snaps for SMU and and replace some of the guys they're going to lose. And then Mike Lockhart is a big. Uh, multi-year contributor at the Power Five level for both uh, Georgia Tech and, and West Virginia, He's a big man at about 6'3", 315, He's going to be in the middle and, and has produced for years now. And um, they're still looking at defensive line depth and talent. I think that's the biggest thing going into next year that they've got to address and we kind of saw uh, a little bit of why uh, they need to do that uh, today against Boston College.
2: Billy, what is the biggest question that you need answered in the offseason from this ponies?
11: Yeah, I, I, not to reiterate it, but I, I think just looking at the defensive line and okay. offensive line, if you can bring in just a couple more guys on the offensive line, maybe another tackle that can challenge for starting time,
6: uh-huh. uh, is one
11: thing that I think they'd look at. And then it, they really, honestly want defensive tackles, and, and they need them. They, they've addressed uh, the edge spot. They re- re- recruited uh, Elijah Roberts back. He had a, a really a, a he was an all transfer team uh, guy for us at on three. He was dominant. Uh, for SMU this season, they return a lot of production on the edges in this defense, but they needed they lose three starters uh, on, along the interior to uh, graduation, and so they had to address that position group. And they need a starting corner bad. They bring back all of their uh, safeties, but they they lose two starting corners in Charles Woods and Chris Meginson. Uh, they have some guys coming up that they're confident in, but they need to bring in a starting corner as well.
2: Billy, how how do you think this? this transition going to the acc is this going to be a smooth move or is this going to take some time to try to get adjusted to that
11: yeah i think the good thing for smu is is they have the chance to adjust with the transfer portal a little bit more and they they know and and got another good look at it today where they maybe maybe need to continue to address and and you know shore up and now the big difference is you know going through a 12 game season where 10 games are against power five opponents. That's a hard thing to do and step up to for SMU. Um, But they do have a lot of guys who come back for their second years in the, in the system, a lot of transfers who, um, you know, were just kind of learning this year and they still were good on defense. Um, They need somebody to step up wide receiver and if Preston stone, um, can elevate elevate his game in the second year as a starting quarterback. Right. They'll have a chance to be competitive in a lot of games, but I think we saw with some of the Big Twelve teams, you know, how you could see uh, it being a little bit of a, a learning curve. I think being both eligible would be awesome for SMU. I think the biggest thing they need to answer for me is they got to beat TCU next year. Um, they they've had a team that was very capable of doing that the last two seasons, and uh, in two very different fashions, they lost that game. And, uh, you know, if you looked at how SMU lost to TCU this year, I think a lot of people would have said there's, you know, they're going to struggle you know, or kind of be a middle-of-the-pack AAC team. And, you know, that wasn't the case. They went on to win the league. And so they've got to get over that hump and, and beat TCU. If they can kind of middle around the, the middle of the pack in the ACC, but they beat TCU, that's going to be a good step in the right direction for SMU.
2: How, how much does that help recruiting there? I, I know that they've made a conscious effort on identifying themselves with Dallas and being a part of that community more than ever here in the past couple of years and really taking a a bigger step in that direction but how much just beating TCU and being in the ACC helps them recruit the local players that they need to get on campus there
11: I think being in the ACC is the big piece um, without a doubt and we've their 2025 class I think is it was either it's either in the top ten in recruiting class rankings for next cycle, or it's just outside of it right now. Um, and, and I haven't looked in a few weeks at it, but uh, that's the kind of start they're off to in the class of 2025 with five commitments on board. And so you're seeing that pay off for them. Um, I thought they finished really well in the 2024 class uh, with a couple of late commitments that they got um, in Brandon Booker, who's a Power Five guy, and, and Derek McFall a four-star prospect. From East East Texas, and the ACC helped with both of those guys, without a doubt. I think beating TCU and and showing that all this you know kind of momentum in the transfer portal, NIL recruiting for 2025. Um, if you can show that you can get over that hump, and and you know for Rhett Lashley not go Oh and 3 so far at SMU against TCU, that is really important, and they can kind of ride that recruiting as well because. You're kind of similar to TCU, um, or, or I guess not as much similar, but you know TCU has a lot of questions uh, sure. going into next season, and, and and a lot to prove. And I mean, I've said this, you know, if if things don't improve there, Sonny, you know, there's some people that, you know, given the situa- right situation, who knows with the college football coaching carousel, Sonny Dykes uh, would survive another five and seven type season, but. Um, you know, so both of those programs have a lot to prove. That game is going to mean a lot for both coaches, just in terms of momentum, in terms of, you know, having something tangible to hold um, for Rhett Lashley. And then for Sonny Dykes, you know, continuing to own that uh, rivalry, w- whichever side he's been on, quite frankly. So uh, big game uh, next year in Dallas in that respect.
2: Billy and Body on three talking SMU ponies with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And you mentioned NIL for those don't know, how big a player are the ponies in NIL?
11: Yeah, uh, this is a, a, a school that has certainly leaned right back into it um, from their, <laughs> their glory days of it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I like it. I, I Personally, I, I think for any school that could do it, especially if you know, it creates a little bit more competition in recruiting, I think it's, in, it's fun to follow um, all the twists and turns, especially now that it's out there in the open a little bit more than maybe years past. Um, But uh, for SMU, and and this is not me, this is uh, on three national guys that that look at this, um, they rank the the most ambitious collectives in college football. And SMU's Boulevard Collective came in at number 20 or 25, uh, one of the two. But SMU actually has two collectives, the Boulevard Collective and uh, Pony Sports DTX. And you combine those two and their overall budgets Uh, together are are in the millions of dollars a year and uh, that puts them kind of in that top 15 top 10 range um, just nationally uh, from what on threes national reporters pete nakos has has gathered so um, they're they have the chance to be very competitive Uh, they got elijah roberts and jonathan mcgill to come back for that final year of college football where in the past those guys would have left for the nfl and that's a positive of, of nil they've gone out and gotten some high-profile transfers, won some big battles in that respect, and again retained a lot of talent. So um, it's it's a it's a school that um, continues to develop it too. I think they're they're not one that's going to go out and spend you know half a million dollars on a top-flight defensive tackle because that's just not what they want to do mm-hmm. um, with it. Yeah, there's still some some reason to it um, until you know things you know the market resets uh, itself overall. Um, but uh, they've done a really nice job with it, and, and things continue to kind of trend up.
2: No, Billy, if anybody has a blueprint, the Mustangs should have a blueprint of the NIL from 40 years ago.
11: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, between between that uh, becoming legal and, and now um, uh, that becoming legal and, and, and just kind of the whole recruiting pitch for Rhett Lashley and his staff, they've got a pretty good uh, thing going there with with, with that balance, and and I think we saw that this year, you know they they could have probably spent a little bit more last year, just from what I've heard. Um, but they took guys that, like for example, Kobe Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, who was a contributor from Temple uh, for the last two years and just kind of was good football player, but they scouted him really well. and he ended up being probably one a one b you know top linebacker on the team. so they've done they've had some really nice evals as well. Um, they've got to walk that balance of bringing back high-profile Dallas players versus bringing back guys that can really take this program to the next level. So I think that's something that, you know, as great as being in Dallas is, you've got guys that, who aren't from Dallas who want to come and be in Dallas. You've got guys who want to come back uh, as well to their hometown and play, but you've also got to walk that line of, well, we just don't want to take everybody who's from Dallas and bring them back to SMU, you got to take the ones that can actually play too. <laughs> um, so that's something that uh, they continue to uh, uh, have to um, uh, balance really well.
2: Billy and Body on three with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, the coaching staff for the Ponies, is it going to be able to stay intact or, or what are you looking at in the offseason on the coaching carousel you just mentioned?
11: Yeah, uh, so they did lose Jonathan Brewer to uh, – Duke, he's going to be their offensive coordinator and call plays. They, uh, Keenan, Keenan Hall left for a promotion at Baylor, uh, getting associate head coaching, uh, duties there. Um, and they promoted Derek King, uh, the former Houston and Miami quarterback, to mm-hmm. be their quarterback's coach. He was an analyst. So he's a guy that a lot of people think will be, um, up and coming in the industry. And I thought he did a good job getting Kevin Jennings ready to play for this game. It wasn't perfect. It, uh, wasn't Kevin's best game at times, but he also, Um, had a lot of drops uh, in this one that uh, they would certainly would like back from the receiver perspective. So um, he did a good job in that respect, but uh, they they've still got one open spot left on staff. I'm interested to see what Lashley does. I, I think personally he's going to kind of tweak some things on the staff and move someone around to create an opening like somewhere else, Um, like a, a special teams coordinator and, and, uh, something like that. Uh, special teams was kind of a tough, tough position uh this year overall for SMU, so he might want to address that. He could just he could do a lot of things, but I think that's what he's probably gonna do is maybe reconfigure the staff just a little bit at some of those other spots.
2: Billy and Body on three with us. And before I let you go, I have to ask you about the ponies in their basketball game right now. They're playing pretty hot to start the season.
6: Yeah, they
11: they've been able to step up and and win two really, really good games um, you know, to kind of cap their non-conference play. Uh, that was uh, a really nice win to go on the road and beat Florida State, um, and, and then they go at Murray State and just absolutely dominate them. And for SMU basketball, I mean, you go to a place like Florida State where you're going to end up playing, um, and, and you step up and uh, get a win against a future ACC foe. So uh, they're building some confidence there. They've pushed the right buttons with some of the guys they brought in. And, um, you know, I'll be interested to see how how conference play goes. They've got a chance to make some noise.
2: Now now I was going to ask you, are the expectations growing for the Ponies right now?
11: I would say so. There's still kind of a wait and see with this team. You know, they they just – sometimes they can be really frustrating to watch uh, some of their bigger matchups early in the season. Um, They did not – they they blew leads. They um, just didn't play disciplined enough down the stretch, and and that'll – that can kind of get you burned a little bit in the conference play, but uh, they have the talent to do it. And, and you know, I, I think in their final year, uh, they kind of caught a break, of course, with, with some of the talent that's left the AAC, but uh, there are also some teams in there that can certainly give them some trouble. So I think SMU fans should be, you know, expecting a top four type of finish with the way they finish non-conference play.
2: Billy Embody On3, talking ponies with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Billy, tell them how they can find On3.
11: Yeah, you can check out uh, our SMU coverage at ontheponyexpress.com and join for a uh, dollar for your first month of uh, our site. Lots of Transportal stuff on there to come.
2: Good stuff. Billy, appreciate the time. As always, I know you're busy uh, with the ball game, but thanks for stepping aside and, and joining us here in the Press Box.
11: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. Happy New Year, Billy. You too. Bye. There he goes, Billy and Buddy on three. Ponies get beat today, but still, being able to play in a bowl game um, and having that opportunity to play at Fenway Park, I think that's cool. But I also think that it is—it's a big recruiting tool, and it's not only the high school recruiting tool; it's the transfer portal recruiting tool as well. And it sounds like they're going to be a little bit of a player trying to help that offense and defensive line, and they're going to need to go into the ACC.
1: Yeah, and I—and I don't look—I've—I've I've talked a lot about where SMU is. I don't doubt that they will get there. Personally, they have money. They're in Dallas. They're now in a major conference. Um, we'll see, you know, how that works out in the next couple of years. But for now, they are. And I think it will help them enough in recruiting. They'll they'll get up to speed pretty quick and hit the ground running, I think, just because of how good their NIL program
2: is. Well, their NIL program is really good. And being in the ACC, I think this gives them the first real legitimate chance to step past that death penalty because I know they've won some bowl games, but they haven't been super relevant since the death penalty. No, and not at all. I mean, and so that's I mean it's it's it is what it is. And they haven't really climbed completely out of the ashes from that. And shame on the NCAA for that. And especially now you look back at it and go, Oh, okay. So we got the death penalty for doing this, and now everybody gets to do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were just ahead of their time too far. You know?
2: <laughs> You're Way ahead. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break and come back and put a bowl in this one and give you an update on the pinstripe bowl. That's coming up next on the Press Box.
4: Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women opening Big
5: 12 play Saturday, December 30th in Austin against Texas. 1230 for the countdown to tip off. 1 p.m. tip off. Follow
4: the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
10: At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
8: Another Christmas has passed and that means no more presents, right? Not at Pickup Outfitters, it's our year-end push to end truck nudity and we're giving away lots of gifts. Come get you some of this. Free install with every retractable bed cover. Free laser measured perfect fit floor liners with any purchase over $1,000. Free rubber bed mat with every solid bed cover purchased and installed. Free bed rug mat or lighting upgrade with any camper shell purchase. Free install with any toolbox purchase. $200 off front bumpers, $100 off rear bumpers purchased and installed. Instant manufacturer rebate match on airlift airbags and compressor plus more. Christmas is hereby extended by Pickup Outfitters through this Saturday, December 30th only. Check it out online at createacommotion.com or better yet, come see us at our brand new location of Pickup Outfitters. Look for the Silver and Red Building at 4535 West Waco Drive in Waco.
0: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
8: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
10: Okay everyone, check this out from Di Fine Jewelers in Waco. Di Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at Di Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material, so you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamori Fine Jewelers at diamorifinejewelers.com.
2: Welcome back to the press box here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: And we used to play that song in junior high band a lot. <laughs>
2: That's a throwback. All right, SMU gets beat by Boston College, twenty-three to fourteen. And in the Penn Bowl, which follows the Fenway Bowl, right now at the end of the first quarter, Rutgers over Miami, seven to nothing. So there's your little update on college football. Two more games coming up this afternoon. With NC State and Kansas State kicking off at 4:45, and at 8:15 tonight, it is Arizona and Oklahoma coming up tonight. So there you go.
1: Sorry if full, I'm a little distracted. I'm full
2: s- slate. Are you deal- okay?
1: I'm dealing with a with a zit the size of an M&M over here. Oh, <laughs> well, like like I'm I'm 51. At a certain point, you would think, hey, no more acne. No, there's no point. Where there's no more acne. Now you don't. I don't get it like I did when I was a teenager, obviously. But about once a month, once every six weeks, mm-hmm. I just get a huge zit somewhere on my chin or face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Usually, usually around my chin or, or on the nose, and it it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It's it's one of those that's so big it hurts. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm trying to dry it out with with some stuff, but you know, it doesn't happen automatically. It's going to take about 24 hours at least. <laughs>
2: That's a bad deal. It's <laughs> a bad, bad deal. Thursday, Thursday night football coming up tonight. New York Jets and Cleveland. Now, I'm interested in this for a couple of reasons. I want to see if Zach Wilson can keep it going for the Jets because he's played pretty well.
1: Ruled out. Oh, he's steal. out. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be Trevor Simeon again.
2: It is going to be Simeon again. Yeah. All right. So, last-minute rule out on uh, I thought Zach he may
1: but with the short week.
2: Okay, so he's going to be out. Ooh.
1: I'll be watching it for Ooh. fantasy football purposes. So, <laughs> I have. so that leans everything
2: toward the Cleveland Browns, who are 7-1 and one at home, and they're a 7.5-point favorite. And they have, of all people, Joe Flacco. He's been amazing. He's been outstanding. Yep. He has absolutely been outstanding.
1: Guess who could have had him? The team they're playing tonight could have easily signed him at any point and been in the playoffs because they have good receivers too. I mean, Garrett Wilson.
2: Oh, they do. They're
1: talented. I don't know if he's as good as Amari Cooper as an NFL receiver yet, but he's as talented or more talented, and he's going to be there eventually, and he's already really, really good in his second year. He just doesn't have anybody that could throw in the ball.
2: Well, somebody needs to be patted on the back, and I don't know who came up with it to say – Hey, let's call Flacco. Yeah, absolutely. Let's was, see what he's doing because he was sitting on a couch.
1: And he was like I'm not a NFL talent evaluator or GM, but even I was when that when I, I heard I, that I was pretty sure that he was the best available of everybody that wasn't signed at that time. and he didn't get the call by, I think, three teams, two that I know of. but I think three teams that could have called him and helped save their season. But the Browns did it, and look at them now.
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. When the news came out that Joe Flacco was going to be the new quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, I giggled because I thought, what are you doing? Now, this guy had his window, but that window's shut and sealed. Obviously not. I was dead wrong. <laughs> Should be fun tonight as the Browns and the Jets uh, go at on Prime. The
1: only reason that I knew that he still had something left is because he, a couple of games he got to start for the Jets last year
9: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with, with Zach Wilson was out. He he did pretty well, all things considered. And, yeah, I figured with the weapons that the Browns have on offense, a good tight end and David Joku, they've got Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore, receiver that he would have some success, and he has. And that defense helps. And I have that defense in – Three of the four leagues that are playing tonight. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh. I, the The one that I'm sweating the most, I have Brees Hall and the Browns defense, which if you don't play fantasy football a lot, you would think, oh, that's kind of counterintuitive. But, And usually you don't want to start a lot of offensive players against the defense that you're playing, but Brees Hall catches a ton of passes, especially when they're behind. So he's going to get work either way and yards either way. May not have 40 points like he did last week that won the week for me, but – We'll see. It's a championship week for fantasy football. It's an exciting week for me and not very many other people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Thursday night football, bowl games all the way through as well. Lots of football to watch tonight. Enjoy it, everybody. Coming up next, it'll be the John Moore Show, followed by the Matt Mosley Show to close out your day here on ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you here tomorrow at lunch. For Aaron, I'm Ward Weintz. Until next time, so long, everybody.
4: Cowboys football 2023 back to throw looking left looking right only heard here Here. pumps, runs out to the left all season throws on the
5: run lamb at the seven and strolls in Saturday
6: night it's your Cowboys and the Detroit Lions live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station
1: Cowboys and Lions Saturday starting with the pregame at six here on ESPN Central Texas
3: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
10: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality.
8: Waco Values. neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. <laughs> 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years. And we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? (laughs) EECU? That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to EECU.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934 from the Alan Samuels Dodge
0: Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.